Are you feeling stuck or are you unstoppable? Are you tired of creating incremental growth in your business while really wanting to make quantum leaps? Well then welcome, you found the right place to be fed. This is Susan, the founder of Unstoppable Women in Business and this podcast is for women entrepreneurs, coaches, consultants, anyone who is unwaveringly focused on finding the best path to success in their business. While you're here, you're gonna be asked to think differently to get different results, to do things that are challenging, but oh, so rewarding. So come on, let's get started. Hello, ladies. It's great to be back with you again today. And I have a very special guest with me, someone that I think is going to bring you some thought leadership in an area that we don't spend a lot of time digging into, but can be so important for the visibility of your um, practice. So I want to introduce you to Lorraine Ball, who is a digital strategist. She's the host of a podcast called More Than a Few Words, and she's the founder of the Digital Toolbox Club, right, Lorraine? Mm -hmm. Yes. Yes. It is so nice to be here, Susan. Thanks for the invite. Yeah, it's a pleasure. I was on uh, your podcast uh, just a little while ago, and we Mm -hmm. had so much fun together. I think we have a similar common sense approach to this whole area of marketing. I agree. I agree. I, as, as my listeners know, Lorraine, I am not about the um, testosterone driven male, you know, energy of marketing. Mm -hmm. I'm all about relationship building and, you know, really digging in and finding places that we can connect with people. And I felt that from you as well. Absolutely. It's my business has always been about relationships. And I think that kind of leads into what we were going to talk about is, again, the sort of the testosterone driven, hard driving or the common sense approach to SEO. Yes, I'm so excited. So I am an SEO kind of infant. Let's just say that I've heard the term tossed about. Um, I have always in my mind, here's what I thought, Lorraine, I'm too small for that. It, you know, it, I'm a baby business. I've, I've been around four years now and I still think of myself as a baby business. And, um, I'm like, yeah, I, I can't go against those big organizations. So I'm not going to try it all. Mm. And so tell me why I'm wrong. Tell me, (laughs) which I love, tell me why I'm wrong. Tell me just like, what is it that, that myself and my listeners need to know that's important about SEO that will help them get more visible. So let's start with your last assumption and work backwards. I'm too little to worry about this. Here's the secret. Google wants small businesses to succeed. And so Google actually has tools and resources that help small businesses get visible and free. I mean, you can't pay for some of them and they want you to grow up and use the paid tools, but a lot of the free tools they put there and there's free training. There's all sorts of wonderful resources because Google wants small local businesses to be successful. Mm -hmm. And it is not just because this altruistic, let's get over that. They make money from advertising. Mm -hmm. And so if they help you succeed, at some point down the road, they hope you will advertise. But you don't have to. 
That reminds me of like, they're the local drug dealer on the corner trying to <laughs> capture the kids while they're young. I'm mm-hmm. sorry. I know that's a bad analogy, but it really is like what it sounds like. It's like, come on, let's, let's grow up and be big girls so that you can use us and be able to pay us money in the future. I, I get it. I mean, you know, um, I think that people don't understand Google. They, um, they think of it as a search engine and not an advertising platform. Mm. Now, I'm old enough to remember the days before Google. And you would go to the internet and there were tools like Ask Jeeves and Ask.com and About.com. And if you ever stop and ask yourself, I wonder what happened to all of those search engines. What happened was when I would do a search, I got crap. I didn't get great, relevant information that answered my questions. And so I got annoyed and I went to the next search engine and the next and the next until I got to Google. Mm. And Google has worked really hard over the last 20 plus years to ensure that when you do a search, you find what you're looking for. Mm. 90% of the time, 95% of the time, you're going to select something from one of those free listings. But every now and then, you're going to look over at one of those ads. And they understand that if you don't get good content on the free side, they're not going to have your eyeballs when it's time to show you something on the advertising side. And so when you understand that that's Google's mission, They want the very best content every time you do a search so that you keep coming back. Beautiful. I love that. I love that. It it really reminds reminds me of the way that we do business. Mm -hmm. We put out really good stuff. We give it away Mm -hmm. and we do it in hopes that the value we provide will then turn into something that will be you know, marketable or, you know, in exchange for cash, right? Absolutely. And the other thing that I think business owners get wrong when they start working on SEO is they obsess about what Google wants. And I don't know about you, but Google has never bought anything from me. Never, not once. I've never gotten a check from Google that says, hey, I loved your stuff. Here's money. Mm-hmm. So when I talk to business owners about SEO, search engine optimization, the thing I want you to remember most of all is that the people, the people that buy from you are the people you need to worry about. Create content for them. And Google's not stupid. They're going to watch what happens and they're going to go, oh, that article gets a lot of traffic. Oh, people click on that link and then they stay on that website. I I think we should make that content more visible. Mm -hmm. Do right by your customers and Google will pay attention. Beautiful. Beautiful. I love that. All right. So give us some of your best tips. Okay. So number one, um, you do need to think about not necessarily keywords, but questions because Um, back in the day when when we first started going to search engines, you would do things like you would type in furnace plus repair because you would do in Boolean searches. That was all the search engines could handle. 
Now you pick up your telephone, your little smart device, and you go, why does my furnace smell funny? (laughs) Is there a Thai restaurant near me? You're not, when you do searches, you're not typing in phrases, you're typing in questions. So if you want to rank and to be visible, the very first thing you need to do is make a list of questions. You need to write down what you think people are going to search or say when they're looking for someone like you. And then this is where, remember I said Google's got free tools that that will help you. Someone said this is answers hiding in plain sight. Go to Google and start typing in one of those questions Mm -hmm. and watch all of a sudden, like more questions will appear that are related under that section that says, people also ask. Okay, so start looking at those going, and invariably, I type in my first question and five other questions come up and I'm like, wow, that's a great question. Of course I need to answer that question. Make that list as long as you think. And the cool thing is every time you type, click on one of those questions, five more open up. (laughs) I mean, you can go down a rabbit hole forever. So I, so, The first thing you got to do is find the questions, then really look at that list of questions. Now you've got your your content and go back to your website and take what you think is the very best question and type it into the search bar on your website. What comes up? Mm -hmm. I was working with a company and they were a flooring company. And so we, we found one of these questions that I thought was really brilliant. What's the best floor to use in a kitchen? I thought that was a good question. I thought a lot of people would, would want to know the answer. And when I typed it in, guess what? I couldn't find the answer on their website. And I went, okay, guess what I'm going to write a blog post about? Wow, that's brilliant. And easy, right? And easy. You guys, <laughs> if you aren't going out there and doing this today, I'm telling you, you're going to be missing both. I'm going to be doing it. Mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. is outstanding. Let me ask you this question. So I have this podcast, mm-hmm. but I do not have, a, and it's under a blog post page, right? That's how mm-hmm. I put it out onto my website, but mm-hmm. I don't have mm, per se blogs, right? Will, will the um, notes from the podcast suffice in being able to bury that type of information within. So do you publish a transcript? Do you write, when when you write, um, when when you have an an episode, do you publish some kind of summary? I do. I do. Show notes. hmm? Show notes. notes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So um, I would um, maybe go back and look at some of your most popular episodes. Okay. Mm -hmm. I'm jumping ahead, but this is another little SEO trick. Mm -hmm. Um, If you've got a blog post or a page on your website that is doing well, that is, you know, you look in your Google analytics and you're like, wow, a lot of people look at that. Mm. Make it better. (laughs) I love this. Go back and edit the page. Do not change the URL. Do not, do not change the publish date. Do not change the URL. Those are two no-nos because then Google will see it as new information and you'll lose all the authority you already have. But go in and look at it and go, 
Can I add a hundred words? Can I add a relevant link to another page? Can I add a, a photograph, an image that is properly titled with a good description? Um, can I add a, um, a podcast? If like you didn't already have a podcast, can I add a, a video? Anything you can do to enhance that page, to make it more, more interesting to people and to search engines. Can I add a, a snippet of a resource that I'm giving away? Maybe I, maybe I have a workbook and I take the first two paragraphs of the workbook and I publish it in text on the page. Want the rest of the workbook? Click here. Mm -hmm. That process is called re-optimization. And if the page is already doing well, or if you think it should be doing better, by enhancing it, you're making it more interesting to Google. There is something called the Google Search Console, and you can resubmit your page and say, hey, Google, you've already indexed this page, but we've updated it. Mm -hmm. Now, that's a little geeky. Um, I use a tool called Rank Math. I have a WordPress website. Um, I don't know if there's a comparable product for Squarespace or some of the others. But if you are on WordPress, if you've been using Yoast SEO, I would switch to Rank Math. I think it's a better product. And it includes in the free version of Rank Math a lot of things you pay for in Yoast. So again, big fan of free. Um, and it has a resubmit this page. So it will actually do the hard work of going to Google and saying, hey, she just updated this. You should take another look at this. Um, okay, so <laughs> I jumped ahead because it, it made sense there. But, Absolutely. Um, but I want to go back because you've got this blog post. You, you're like, okay, um, what's the best floor for, for a kitchen? Cool. I've got it. I've written it. This is where I am going to get a little geeky. And this is where tools like Yoast and Rank Math really help because they kind of coach you and remind you what you're supposed to be doing. Your page title needs to include your keyword or your key phrase. Mm -hmm. Now, that may not be what actually displays on the page, but if you're using Yoast or Rank Math, you can go in and go, this is what I want my SEO title to be, and you can play with it. You only have, oh, I'm always going to get the word count wrong. I can't remember whether it's 60 characters. Uh, you can tell how often I use rank math. It just says to me, you're out of character. Shut up. Um, <laughs> but you want to make sure that every word counts. Mm -hmm. So you want to make sure that the most important word and this is, this is good strategy on social. It's good strategy in email marketing as well. You lead with the important words. Mm -hmm. Another update from, no, skip that, leave that. Why? I already know it's another update from you. That's, <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. those are wasted words. Mm -hmm. Tell me what the update is. Um. New trends in X, five mistakes you don't want to make, three SEO tips that, um, the ultimate guide to 
perfect strategy for whatever it is that you are trying to get people to, to do. So that's your, 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 um, uh, that is your title. Then you want to do the meta description. And what the meta description is, is that's that paragraph that shows up. Have you ever noticed when you do a search that mm-hmm. there's a, like a paragraph or a part of a paragraph? If you don't specify it, Google will probably grab the first paragraph, which is often not, a lot of times it's a setup. It's not the real meat. It Uh may or may not contain your keyword or your key phrase. And so you're confusing Google. So write a good excerpt, write a meta description. It's a hundred and... It's 160 characters, so it's not very long. And it's okay if it's almost a bullet list. Mm-hmm. You know, it doesn't have it doesn't have to be great literature. You're not writing the, the introduction to the great American novel. <laughs> wow. So yeah, and 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 again, I use Yoast and it will cue me and say, hey, um, have you? I'm sorry, I use Rank Math. I used to use Yoast. Um, it'll say, hey, you don't have any pictures on this page. Maybe you want to put a picture. Maybe you want to put a description with the picture. Um, maybe you want to link to another page. And it's just a nice reminder to, of the things you need to do to make the page more interesting to human beings and to Google. This is amazing. I, I know some people may be listening to this going, Susan, really? Like, really? You don't know this, but I don't. And I actually think there's a majority of people out there that follow me that may not know this. So mm-hmm. Lorraine, you're providing such valuable kind of mm, insights into what we should actually be thinking about in order mm-hmm. to get ranked. Um, Absolutely. Let me ask you this. Que- oh, no, go ahead. Go ahead. You, you ask have any more tips for us. Oh, I've got tons, but go ahead and ask the question and I'll pick the one I share. <laughs> Do we have to worry about um, posting frequently? Like, is it is it important any longer for your website to be constantly refreshed? So recency is Google, um, although their algorithm has changed over the years, recency, relevancy, and related links have always been valuable. But the definition of recency is different. When I first started blogging back in 2008, I was writing every day, mm-hmm. every day. Mm-hmm. And, but back then, posts could be two, 300 words. It was, that was all you needed. Mm-hmm. Now, what Google is looking for is quality, not quantity. Okay. And so you don't have to write as often. I would say, um, one good blog post a week is fabulous. And the reason that I want you to do one is because you got to have new content to share on social media. Mm-hmm. If you're only writing one blog post a month, what are you going to, what are you going to put in your newsletter? What are you going to share on social media? Now, what, um, and Neil Patel is kind of my hero. Uh, mm-hmm. He's a if you want to go, if you want to go down the geeky road of SEO, follow Neil. He's brilliant. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that he started doing is if you have a lot of content, write one new blog post and then go back and optimize one or two old ones. 
So it's way faster. Create a new social share. A lot of what you've written, depending on your industry, Mm -hmm. is still relevant. If you are a marketing consultant, if you're a business coach, if you're an accountant, other than the real niche things in, in the tax law, the basics of your profession mm-hmm. are the basics of your profession. Agreed. So instead of trying to reinvent the wheel, go back and find that great article you wrote explaining why somebody needs to have host it, why you have to pay for hosting, web design, and a domain name. Mm-hmm. You know, you got that one article that really spells it out update it, put a new example, link to a case study, Mm. and create a new social share graphic. Perfect. Hey, you've you've mentioned social shares a couple times. Can we talk about how that feeds into the SEO engine? Because it is separate from your website. So how does that work? So Google um, does look, when they evaluate your website, they do look at social cues. And over the years in their formula, it's more important or less important. But when you have a lot of traffic coming from social media, Google takes that into consideration in your overall rankings. Okay. Now, this is a moving target. So depending on the day that this show airs, (laughs) um, sometimes Facebook and Google get along and sometimes they don't. Sometimes Twitter and Google get along. And so over the years... Sometimes your content is indexed and sometimes it isn't. But Mm. at the end of the day, um, social media is a lot like going to a singles bar. You get to go, you're going to meet a lot of nice people. You're going to have some fun conversations. But your end game is to bring home with you. Yes. Yes. Your end game is to bring the date home. And home is your website. Mm-hmm. Home is your um, email newsletter mm-hmm. because those are the places that you're going to have that more intimate, one-on-one co- focused conversation right. that will turn that stranger into a prospect and a customer. <laughs> love it. That is fantastic metaphor. I love it. I always like comparing building a business to dating. It just, mm-hmm. it just fits together so well. Yes, it um, does. Hey, speaking. <laughs> Speaking of Google um, playing well with other, with social platforms, I have heard since Google owns YouTube that they just love it when you create content on YouTube. Is that still true? Uh, Well, not only do they love it, but people love it. You know, the world's largest search engine Mm -hmm. is Google. When people want to know something, they go to Google. When people want to know how to do something, Yes, they go to YouTube. I do. YouTube is the second biggest search engine. Okay, so let me just follow the the breadcrumb trail here. Mm -hmm. So if I was someone like myself, who is a business coach and a sales coach, Mm -hmm. and I were to take those questions that are commonly asked and go to the YouTube engine, and find out if they are asked plus more, is that, and then I index what I'm creating there in the notes as well? Absolutely. If you, um, when you're creating content and putting it on YouTube, yes. um, always link 
back to your website. I mean, always, always, always put the content there, but link back to your website. Um, if you, I like, uh, I often embed Vimeo videos and not YouTube videos because I think they look more polished. So mm -hmm. on my training site, I use Vimeo, mm -hmm. but from an SEO perspective, putting the YouTube video out there is, is very powerful. Now, one of the challenges you run into, like when you go to, you have a great video, mm -hmm. you put it on YouTube. Mm -hmm. Now, Facebook wants you to upload the original video. They don't want you to pull the link from YouTube and they won't, they won't feature it as well. So the platforms are all in competition. So play by the rules. I put an original video on Facebook. I put the, the YouTube video up. I link to my website. Yeah. I, I want to throw out one more thing. Okay. And this is, again, uh, particularly like a lot of your audience, they're coaches and consultants and they can, they can work anywhere. I get it. You can have customers anywhere in the world. But one of the things that you can do is you can own your little corner of the world. And so even if you have a national business, you want to make sure you have a Google My Business page mm -hmm. with a local presence. Mm -hmm. And then all those wonderful videos, put them on your Google My Business page. All those social shares, put them as status updates. Google My Business, I mean, Google loves when you use Google products. Again, mm -hmm. um, you should have, uh, a good description of your business. You're creating the content anyway. You should be posting on Google My Business twice a week. Okay. Wow. Twice a week. You don't have to do it more than twice a week. And I'll tell you why. And again, anything could change. Right now, when your Google My Business page displays about a third of the way down, they will it will display your two most recent posts. Mm -hmm. So if you're putting up 10, you know, five posts a week, only two of them are going to show up. So save the content. Mm -hmm. The other thing Google doesn't care about is if you reuse content. Mm. So we had for one client, we had a post that just did so well. It just got so many views and so many, people just really liked it and responded to it. We must have republished it half a dozen times over the course of a year. Okay. Nobody minded. <laughs> and it was always right there. Um, the thing about Google My Business, if you really cultivate that page, the analytics are so good. You can see, um, you will see things like what were people searching when they found your page, but you'll also see how many clicks to your website and how many phone calls and how many people looking for direction. And, you know, um, your results may vary. But I had a, and again, this was a flooring company. So they had a definitively local business, mm -hmm. definitively flooring company near me. Mm -hmm. Boom. Once we got their Google My Business page up and really running, they were on average getting two to 300 phone calls a month. Wow, that's awesome. Now, Put a dollar on that to buy a Google ad in that industry on a good day was $10 mm -hmm. on a bad day was 25. So let's use the $10 mm -hmm. 
two to 300 phone calls plus web visits. We're not even going to talk about the web visits, Mm -hmm. but just the phone calls. That's two to three thousand dollars worth of advertising visibility that they were getting for free for free. That's amazing. I love it. I love it. Elaine, you are a gem. Thank you so much for sharing all of this with us. Um, You have an amazing newsletter that comes out twice a month, I believe every other week. (laughs) Yeah. And as chock full of all kinds of stuff like this, how do people Mm -hmm. find you? Digitaltoolbox.club. You go right to the homepage. The newsletter signed up is the first thing you see. Beautiful. Thank you so much. I cannot tell you how much I appreciate personally what you shared with us today. I've got a lot of work here to do. I'm hoping that you ladies out there are taking notes or bookmarking this episode so that you can take action. You can be a consumer all day long, ladies. It is not going to build your business. You've got to take action. When you hear something important, go out and do it and then watch the results happen for you. Thank you so much again, Elaine. You have a wonderful weekend and we'll talk with you again soon. See ya. All right. I hope you found that episode as interesting as I did. Lorraine is an expert when it comes to digital marketing strategies and especially in what we were talking about today around SEO and how to really maximize on that and make it your friend. Here's the thing that I heard also that I think is really important. You've got to be creating content. You know, there's good strategies for creating content that don't make it overwhelming but it's just something you always have to be producing new thought leadership and getting it out there. And um, I want to offer you a free resource that I have that could be very helpful. You know what? I find it really challenging sometimes when I know that I have to produce something, I want to create something, a podcast um, script or a sales page or an email campaign or a a webinar, you know, anything that I'm creating, I find it really frustrating to sit down with a blank document and not know quite where to start. It's just like, oh, what, what, what? So I want to offer you a free resource that I've put together that has made a huge difference for me in um, having a formula. In essence, a place to start, something that will actually prompt you into how do I want to put my story together? It doesn't matter what you're creating. This resource is amazing. And you can find it at uwib.info backslash formula, uwib.info backslash formula. And what you're going to find there is a guide that has a really cool six-step formula that will guide you along the pathway of creating any kind of content at all, whether it be for promoting your business, connecting with people, converting people. It's just, it's really multifunctional. Um, I also have a little video there for you on the landing page that will show you um, how to use it and what the highlights are. So go out to uwib.info backslash formula and download your copy of this little mini training and guide. And I'm not kidding you. It is going to make a difference in how you feel about creating content and also the quality of what you are creating. So do that. And then let me know. I want to hear uh, your experience of it so that uh, I can support you further with things like this. All right, ladies, have a great week. 
And until we meet again, you go get them. Take care.